Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I would like to thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring this show to the public every Thursday at 9 p.m. where we talk about Reiki and all things surrounding Reiki, its discovery, roots, practice, and more. We also discuss things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui had um, interests in. He had varied interests. And uh, he was a very intellectually energetic man who was continuously searching for different things and subjects to learn and embrace. And in addition to the meaning of life and why we're here and, you know, what the whole meaning is. And what is life and the best thing to do to live a full and and wonderful um, life. So we are going to be talking about all of those things. Um, and this evening, uh, it's just me, no guest, sorry. Um, I know everybody looks forward to my weekly guest, but trust me, you just have to have to bear with me this week alone, and uh, next week we go back to having uh, another guest, and um, next week, if I could find it, I will let you know exactly who we're having as a guest. Uh, Bear with me one second, because I'd love to say I have this all committed to memory, but I don't. Next week, my guest is going to be Lorinda Weatherall. And Lorinda Weatherall is a Reiki master teacher in Canada. Lorinda also has written a book about uh, integrated healing. I'm sorry, but the name of the book escapes me at the moment, but it will be on the marquee for next week. 
Lorinda is a lovely person. I love her dearly. Lorinda and I share the same birth date. <laughs> and um, so we have her. And then following Lorinda, the following week, we have Raven Keys on. And Raven is a Reiki master who works in the operating room with Dr. Sheldon Feldman, who is the chief of breast surgery at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. So, um, and they just had a really wonderful event last night, Raven and Dr. Feldman, over at, uh, I believe it was at Columbia, and they did a um, a presentation, and as I hear, it went very, very successfully, and it was filmed. So we will let you guys know further down the down the road about um, the film, and if it's available, then you can check it out. Um, this was a uh, a presentation last night, counseling and clinical psychology, Reiki in the operating room breast cancer, and beyond registration. And uh, it was a, a discussion about practical and spiritual support of energy medicine in the operating room. And um, also, as I said, Dr. Feldman was on Violet Reiki Radio a couple of weeks ago. And if you'd like to listen to that show, it is available in the archives here on uh Violet Reiki Radio. If you check the um check the archives at Block Talk Radio. And if you have a problem navigating that, if you go to my website and my website is violetreikiradio.com, you can look underneath one of my tabs, it's Violet Reiki Radio. And if you click on the tab, it tells you a little bit about Violet Reiki Radio, and there's a listing of all of the um, shows, prior shows that are now archived, and you can pick it up from there. So you can actually pick up any show that you haven't listened to or that you'd like to listen to and uh, listen to it that way. So we have we have many different ways in which you could experience and listen to past shows of Violet Reiki Radio. And I just would like to point out that I have a page on website. I'm sorry. I have a page on Facebook. I already gave you guys my website, uh, com. But I also have a website on Facebook that's called Reiki Ward. And Reiki Ward was established almost three years ago. And the whole reason for establishing this page, Reiki Ward, was so that we could provide free distance Reiki healing for those who need it. Now, this is for animals, humans, all over the world, globally. And the best way to put a request in on Reiki Ward for distance healing is to just post your request. All we ask for is a name and a location. You could give us the state. You don't have to give us the city, the address, the whole thing. But name and location. 
and post that on Reiki Ward the same way you would post on anybody else's wall, you know. And then we'll take that and get right on it. We have about, I'd say, five to 600 Reiki practitioners on Reiki Ward helping us on a daily basis. And we do two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum. Some days we do more. And we also place these requests on our healing crystal grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. So we're always sending out the healing and we're always, you know, doing Reiki and sending Reiki to all of those who request. No request is, is ignored and uh, we try and take care of everybody. Um, now, what else did I want to tell you guys about? Okay. Um, well, as you all know, Reiki is a universal life force energy and an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred and sacred potential for healing, protection, personal, and spiritual development. And I said we were talking this evening about Reiki tidbits, little things that um, you guys need to know about Reiki. And that's another thing. On my website, there is a page that's called Reiki Tidbits. And um, one of the things that we can discuss from there is that um, in the very first, Dr. Oz had told us about Reiki years ago, and that was back in 2007, in February of 2007, Dr. Oz was spreading the Reiki word, and he announced on the Oprah Winfrey show that the next big frontier in medicine is energy medicine. And he knows, since his wife, Lisa, is a Reiki master, and she co-authored a book called You, the Owner's Manual. So, And Dr. Oz has uh, been a big proponent of Reiki and talks about it often. And um, since then, many people are finding out the different benefits of Reiki. There was a article on Reiki for cancer patients, <clears throat> a hospital in, uh, this article comes from Fox.com, a hospital in New Jersey is using Reiki to help fight pain. It doesn't involve painkiller medication or needles. Instead, this Japanese technique known as Reiki involves using hands, and it is not massage. 
And I'm going to stress right now to you guys that Reiki is not massage. And there is no such thing as Reiki massage. Massage is massage and Reiki is Reiki. They're two separate and distinct things. And uh, there's a Reiki program currently at Morristown Memorial Hospital. So, and, and Reiki is growing in its use in various hospitals. And uh, another little interesting tidbit here. Uh, Reiki, a rising star in complementary cancer care, is an article that was written by Kate Jackson from For the Record. And you can access that on, if you Google, you could find that. Or if you go to my website, you'll find that article. There's a link for the article there. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Reiki, a 20th century healing practice for the 21st century patient. And one wonderful piece of information is that, I don't know if you guys will will recognize the name, but um, Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, um, believes and uses Reiki also for pain and and uh, pain management. He um, he actually credits the secret of his success to the Japanese healing therapy of Reiki. And he says that Reiki can get him back on stage just hours after a painful leg injury or physical injury. He says it sounds crazy, but the evidence speaks for itself. I start to feel better as soon as the healer touches my injury. So... um. There are other Hollywood people who use uh, Reiki as well, Celebrity Reiki List. Um, and I'm just going to give out the phone number here for those of you who would want to call in with a Reiki question. The number here in the studio is 347-677-0699. Now, as far as some of the celebrity list of who uses Reiki, Donna Karen, acclaimed fashion designer, is the founder of the Urban Zen Foundation, which incorporates Reiki and other complementary healing practices to promote all-encompassing healing and well-being. Shania Twain received Reiki session in an episode of her show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And Lisa Williams, medium and host of Lifetime Series Lisa Williams, is a Reiki master and has performed healing sessions on her show. Who else do we have? Um, Holly Berry uses Reiki. Kate Bosworth, Sandra Bullock. Ellen DeGeneres is in the group. Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson, 
Angelina Jolie. So those are a few people who, people, a few celebrities who are enjoying the benefits of Reiki. And as the founder of Reiki said, Reiki is the secret of inviting blessings. The spiritual medicine of many illnesses. For today only, do not anger. Do not worry. Be grateful and do your work with appreciation. Be kind to all living things. In the morning and at night, with hands held in prayer, think this in your mind. Chant this with your mouth. This is the Usui Reiki method to change your mind and body for the better. Now, a lot of people just refer to Reiki as, oh, well, I know about that Reiki stuff. It's just hands-on healing. But it is so much more than hands-on healing. Reiki, as Mikao Sui intended it to be, was to help a person develop themselves personally, to grow personally, and to grow spiritually. And it's not just the hands that transmit or transfer the Reiki energy. All Reiki practitioners know that Reiki can be transmitted by beaming the Reiki with the eyes or by sending Reiki with the breath. And this is also part of Reiki. Everybody's laying on some hands, hand, you know, hand uh, healing, hands-on healing, and it's so much more than that. Now, when having a Reiki treatment, oftentimes it feels to the person receiving the treatment like a wonderful glowing radiance that flows through and around the person. Reiki treats the whole person, including body, motion, mind, and spirit, creating many beneficial effects that include relaxation and feelings of peace, security, and well-being. Some of the Reiki healing health benefits are creates deep relaxation and it aids the body to release stress and tension. Reiki also accelerates the body's self-healing abilities, helps us to get better sleep, reduces blood pressure, can help with acute injuries and chronic problems, aids in the breaking of addiction. It removes energy blockages, adjusts the energy flow of the endocrine system, bringing the body into balance and harmony. And another thing is Reiki brings balance to the body. Supports the immune system, increases vitality, it raises the vibrational frequency of the body, 
helps spiritual growth and emotional clearing. Now, there are many different things that Reiki can help with. And the basic principles, or as they call them, the pre are really compassion, gratitude, and unconditional love. And if you have all of these things, and if you act upon these things, and run your life in this way every day, you automatically start to live a better life. Your life improves, both personally and spiritually. It's like the thing that's circulating around now um, for one day, try not to complain. And it's true. Everybody who tries that will tell you. Um, I tried for one day and I didn't complain and my life changed for the better. It's a vibration that it's that. Did you ever notice that some people walk around, they're always in a bad mood, they're always grouchy, they're always grumpy, they're always negative and you really don't want to be around that person, do you? <laughs> You're looking for someone who is compassionate, loving, understanding, and upbeat. Someone who's not worried, not angry, not stressed out, you know? So um, that's where you want to be. And this is why Reiki is so beneficial. Now, one thing to note, Reiki is not a religion. It has, holds no dogma, has nothing to do with any religion. You don't have to believe in Reiki for it to work, although you should have a mindset that coming for Reiki or receiving Reiki is going to help you. In your own mind, you know that what you're doing is beneficial for you. And you need to have a positive outlook. And that's not just with Reiki. That's with anything. You go to a acupuncturist or when, even if you go to a doctor, when you're going to your doctor, if you really have it stuck in your head that no matter what doctor you go to or what treatment you receive, nothing's going to work, then you're halfway there to not having it actually work because your mindset is not being positive. You're not embracing a positive outcome that the therapy you are receiving or about to receive is going to help you. So in all things, you should keep a positive attitude and embrace that the treatment you're receiving or you're going to receive is going to work and help you to find better health, whether it be physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, or mental health. Now, Reiki has three levels. The first level of Reiki is called Shoden. And in Shodan, 
you basically receive the history of Reiki and you learn about how Reiki came about and you learn who Mikao Sui was and this is your foundation. And, and you know, um, then the next level is called Okuden. That is your second level Reiki, and in that le- that level you are attuned to the symbols of Reiki, the first three symbols of Reiki. And then the next level is your master level called Shinpiden. And in some schools of Reiki, that is taught in two parts. There is the Shinpiden part A, which once you take that level, you are considered Reiki master. The uh, next is Shinpiden part two. And after you take that level, then you are ready to be Reiki master teacher. And I really didn't consider myself a Reiki master teacher until I had taught my first student. So um, that confirms that you're you're a Reiki master teacher. And as I said, level one covers the basics, the history, the theories and procedures to open up the student to the energy. And you uh, start treating yourself, which is the first thing. We learn, and you carry that from your level one class for the rest of your life because Reiki is a practice. It's something you do every day. So after you receive your level one attunement, you go home, you practice Reiki on your own and on yourself. And I know in my case, miraculous things happen, (laughs) which then led me to take level two. And again, level two, you get the symbols and you learn how to do distance healing and um, you're given time to practice and you learn to treat with Reiki on a deeper level. And then the master and the teacher levels, those also cover the same um, things and you get an additional symbol. You receive the fourth symbol. You learn what it means to be a master and what is needed to teach and attune others. You learn the attunement process. And then you also are able to treat on a deeper level. And Reiki is a very easy practice to learn. Anyone can learn Reiki. You don't need to be special. You don't need to have any type of extensive either knowledge to learn Reiki. It's not only a select group. I know in the beginning uh, they were charging $10,000 per student, but that's no longer going on. You can find Reiki at reasonable prices and classes they're you know all over the place the one thing i would tell anyone looking to take a reiki class is that you want to be careful with who you take your class with 
you want to check for qualifications. You want to question the person that you're thinking of taking Reiki with extensively. You want to see their, um, you know, want to see who they studied with. You want to ask them about their lineage. And don't be afraid to ask any questions because truthfully, if this person is coming from a space of integrity, they will not mind. You know, we all know that there's a lot of stuff on the Internet that is not, how can I say this? Well, there's only one way to say it. There's a lot of bogus stuff on the Internet about all subjects, including Reiki. And it's confusing. You know, some people come in to my office for a Reiki session and I'll ask them what they know about Reiki. Have they ever heard of it? Some people say yes. Some people say no. And some of the people, when they say, oh, yeah, I know about Reiki, or I heard about it, and they start saying things, and it's like, where did you find this out? You know, where where, where did it say this? And so what I do is I tell them, you know, if it's untrue what they've learned about Reiki, if there's something in there that's not the truth, I'll let them know. You know, that's really not true, and this is what it is, or, you know, and set them straight. And this way they know what really is the real deal about what Reiki truly is, because there's so much stuff out there. If I were to search Reiki on the Internet on any given day, I could come up with at least a half a dozen to a dozen things that I would read on different websites and different places on the Internet that are totally bogus when it comes to Reiki. And um, I feel that it's a Reiki practitioner's duty, and more so a Reiki master teacher's duty, to correct things that they find that are untrue about Reiki. I'm famous for writing people when I see something on their website, and I'll say, that's not Reiki. You know, you're misrepresenting it. And, of course, uh, they don't like that generally, but uh, I feel that it's a duty of mine to Mikao Usui, to the founder of Reiki, because bad news, misinformation, bad information, it travels like gossip, it travels like wildfire. And if nobody's there to say, hey, you know what, that's wrong. So, you know, please correct it. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's being honest. It's not being egotistical. It's just being honest. And as a Reiki practitioner, if you were truly attuned by a responsible Reiki master teacher, then I think we all need to watch out for one another because anyone can get out there and say, hey, I'm a Reiki practitioner, I'm a Reiki master teacher, come to me. And you don't know. I mean, it sounds crazy, but... Many years ago, I had an aunt who had breast cancer, and she had a mastectomy. And the area where they had removed the breast was really, really stretched thin. The skin, you know, there wasn't a lot for them to work with. And I remember you could almost see her heart beating through her skin. That's how bad she was after the operation. And this is about 15 years after she had found 
um, plastic surgeon on Park Avenue in New York. And if you guys know anything about New York and Park Avenue, if he's a doctor, he's on Park Avenue. Well, he has to be good because that's an expensive part of town. Only the best of the best are on Park Avenue, right? Wrong. We had gone to his office. I used to go with her on her appointments. And we had gone to his office. And I'm telling you guys, when you looked at the wall in his office behind his desk chair, you had all these diplomas and all these frames and all these accolades and things. And you'd look at them and say, wow, this guy's really important. And uh, so he has to know what he's doing. And he operated on my aunt. And it was funny that after the operation, not too long after the operation, maybe six months to a year afterwards, she started having all kinds of issues with that area. And she was in the hospital, in and out, in and out. And ultimately, it appeared as though the cancer had come back with a vengeance. And it traveled, and unfortunately, we lost my aunt. She passed away. And it wasn't until about, I don't know, maybe six to ten years after she had passed away, my dad and I were watching 60 Minutes one night, and all of a sudden, this doctor's name came up in the episode, and they were reporting how he was not who he said he was, and he was not a well-experienced surgeon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The whole thing was a fraud. And he had false certifications made up and everything. I don't, quite frankly, I don't even know how he got to... Um, work out of a hospital or I really don't remember but it was just so devastating to hear on a show like 60 Minutes that here's a doctor that you thought was on the up and up and honest and he wasn't and mind-blowing but you know and nowadays with the internet it's even worse because the um I'm sure a lot of you know, you could falsify almost anything now with with the Internet. And uh, there are people who do these things, we're unaware, and when you're looking for help, that's the unfortunate thing. When you're looking for help, you're a little bit on the desperate side because if it's got to do with pain, if it's got to do with, well, any kind of pain, whether it's physical emotional, mental, or what have you, if you're looking for help and you go here, you go there, you can't find it, you do tend to get desperate. And in that desperate situation, that desperate space, you're not making the best judgment when it comes to doing things to yourself. You just, you know, you want to um, find someone who will help you. So that's why I always say, do your homework, ask questions, and never feel bad investigating someone whose services that you want to um, have. You know, ask questions. 
feel don't feel bad to ask questions because if the person is someone who stands behind what they do, what they practice, who they are, they will gladly answer your questions. You know, so you shouldn't feel bad about investigating any kind of uh, practitioner for, for anything. If it's an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, even a medical doctor, like I just said, um, get some background, get some information on them and find out. This is you. A lot of times we don't really love ourselves enough to treat ourselves with respect. You know, oh, it's just me, you know, and it's, you know, it's not just me. You, you are important. And you should always look out for you. And you should be number one in your life. A lot of practitioners, a lot of people who are doing service, those of us in the trenches, as they say, we are so focused on helping others all the time, every day, that we push ourselves back. We're the last person to really, that we think of, you know, well, I'll, I'll get to myself later, I'll take care of myself later, or when I get time, it'll be me, and that's never really the case, because if we're running around helping other people, it's not so much, the line is not on us, we're always focused on somebody else, but we need to take time out for ourselves, because you can't be there for other people if you're worn out, worn down, exhausted. You don't have the energy. And if you don't have the energy for you, how are you going to have it for somebody else? So always take care of yourself first. And then you can go on to taking care of others. It's okay. It's okay to take care of yourself first. So I think I'm going to take a little break right now. And I will be back momentarily. Thank you for listening. And once again, the number here is 347-677-0699. If you have any questions, if you'd like to contribute to this discussion, feel free to call. Be back soon. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peake says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics. 
or rad. Please don't drink and drive. And don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ristita De Jesus. And I'm Robert Deal. We're the founders of the Seika Network on Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening to Violet Reiki Radio. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. We now return to Violet Reiki Radio with your host, Rose Jimenez. Violet Reiki Radio, we are discussing Reiki. Um, there's a feeling that comes over us when we're being cared for, a warmth that floods our senses when someone is devoting their complete attention to our help, a vibration that courses through the body, an inner sigh of relief. The phenomenon of human touch is at the heart of the healing traditions we work yet with, yet many take it for granted. We often construe the word touch to be something overtly sexual or even creepy. But what about helping and healing, the helping and healing kind? Our hands are capable of so much more than when we than we give them credit for. Whether you are a Siberian shaman, Reiki healer, or Qigong master, awareness in your palms and fingertips is an unspoken job requirement. We all have them. Most of us have two of them, thank God. 
Knuckled and nailed, lined and printed, our hands are incredibly complex precision instruments. But through the years of repetitive practical use, they have become so fine-tuned and efficient that their intelligence often goes unnoticed. Now, I remember one of my clients saying to me that she was so impressed when I held her hand and when I was giving her Reiki, she said she had felt such warmth in my hands that she hadn't felt the warmth of human touch in such a very long time. It was as though she were a plant hungrily drinking up water and, and so thirsty for the water because they it hadn't had some in a very long time and had such a thirst and needed the water so badly. She was so happy to have experienced Reiki because as she said she has not she had not had human touch in such a very long time and it was so calming to her and it was so rejuvenating and energizing and it made her feel very, very good. She had forgotten what that felt like. And it brought back all the good memories that she had about loving, compassionate human touch. And so that's why, in her case, it really helped her on many levels. It was helping her on the physical level. It was helping her on the emotional level, mental and spiritual level. It was like a soothing balm to her soul. And um, many people find that the touch in Reiki is soothing to them. Now, like I said, usually you can do Reiki hands-on hands off. It depends. It's almost like you intuit when you're in the session what the person needs. Some people are fine and they don't need the actual physical touch. There are some people who don't like actual touching. And what I'll do is I'll hover very lightly over the physical body. Uh, some cases I will actually put my hands on the physical body, all depends. You take it on a case-by-case -case basis. And and the one good thing is that, you know, when, you, when you're doing Reiki, you're treating the whole person. And I tell this to everyone who comes. I explain to them about the healing bodies and how we're not just a physical body and how we're not just a mental body or what have you. And I explained to them about the aura and the energy fields of the body and um, how the Reiki will work on them, what they should feel. Some people feel tingling. Some people feel coolness. 
Some people feel, um, actually feel energy running through their body. Yeah. And um, it's, it's different for every case. Now, a little, let's touch a little bit on quantum physics. The field of quantum physics suggests that Reiki may be much more scientific than anyone knows right now. There are quantum physicists who are on the same page as Reiki when it comes to new theories about energy and matter. We need to continue exploring quantum physics regarding how the divine can be viewed as an essential part of the mind-body-spirit connection. It's possible that Reiki therapy may be one of many avenues to travel in this regard. And more and more Western treatments, medicine, alternative complementary modalities are starting to realize it really is all about a body-mind-spirit connection. You're not just your body. You're not just your mind, and you're not just spirit. You're all three, and all three need to be focused on in order to effectuate healing. Now, for many thousands of years, healing through the laying on of hands had been practiced by different cultures around the world. Even today, when we hurt or feel pain in some part of our bodies, the conditioned response is to touch or hold the location in an attempt to alleviate the pain that we're experiencing. For many years, we have researched the science behind it, and we found answers not in religion or spirituality, but in quantum physics. This so-called healing energy actually exists And it has been measured in laboratories. Serious laboratory studies around the world have concluded energy field around their bodies. It was also discovered that changes in the electric charges of the cells contributed to all processes happening in the physical body. Each cell is dependent on light, to function properly, biophoton. Hello, I think I'm back. I hope I'm back. Um, <laughs> Skype decided it didn't want to hear about what I was talking, so it cut me out, and I'm not even sure if you guys are hearing me now. So. Oh, I'm back. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I'm back. Yay! Okay. Where was I? <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were talking about biophotons, I think. Um, so, okay, so um, each cell is dependent on biophotons, light to function properly, and an imbalance in the electrical cellular activity, known as an incoherent exchange, can cause havoc, yes, can cause havoc with my transmission here, (laughs) and consequently imbalances on the individual's mental, emotional, physical, 
fields. Researchers have concluded that a hands-on healing practitioner is able to transfer some amount of atomic electromagnetic energy, which is known as photon transmission, to the person being treated. And this energy is absorbed by the receptor and restores cellular frequencies, bringing coherence in the exchange of light between cells. So this is another thing. I don't know if you guys uh, have ever seen Curlian photography. I use it in my classes and show my students um, what it's like. It basically, you may know it from seeing a couple of fingerprints and literally prints of fingers before and after Reiki. And you can see the difference that the fingerprints before the Reiki is they're very thin lines. They may be thin lines with breaks in them or what have you. And when you look at those same fingerprints after receiving Reiki, then the outlines are much more thicker, stronger, complete. There are no breaks. And you see a definite, strong energy field. So um, also there is, they have Curlian photography about, actually they have photos of an entire body taken with Curlian photography and you can also see there the breakages. You can see spots where there's no energy connection and the energy is um, that you see is weak. It's a very thin line. It's either a thin line or they're broken lines. So you know that something's going on with that energy, that it's not complete. It's not really good. It's not uh, full. So you want to you want to have it where that your energy is full your energy is complete reinforced etc and um so that that's a way that you can actually visually see with your eye because we all we can't see energy but using that type of photography we can see what the energy looks like so um again they're working on this, they're doing research, and hopefully they'll find some really good conclusive research that everyone can understand, and this will then support Reiki and Reiki healing and what it's all about. So I have very few minutes of time left here, and so I just want to let you guys know Next week, my guest is Lorinda Weatherall, and Lorinda is the author of Integrative Healing, Merging with Modern Medicine, and Integrative Healing is available on Amazon.com. And Lorinda is going to be talking about next week Reiki being used in hospice care. So it's a very interesting show. 
And it's very interesting and it's a wonderful thing that they are using Reiki and hospice care. And uh, let's hope that that grows. Reiki's making wonderful um, progress. And I thank you all for listening. And I thank those of you who are in the chat room. And even though no one really called in, or a few of you called in, but didn't have any questions, uh, I thank you for calling in and participating, even if it's via just listening to the show. Very thankful for all of you. And uh, have a great weekend, and we'll be back again next week with Lorinda. Take care. God bless you.